And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning, May 1st. Let us celebrate socialism and communism today. <laughs> or at NBC, as they call it, Monday. Monday. <laughs> Monday, May Day. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it, I think it was appropriate. We'll get to that audio cut. We'll get to our May Day audio cut Yeah. later on, later on this hour. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, it comes from Bernie Sanders, who, by the admission yesterday, admits that he's a communist. Not just a socialist, but a communist. If you needed him to. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really was no doubt. Where am I going to go on my honeymoon? Let's go to the Soviet Union. When when James Carville is screaming, that guy's a, a communist. communist. <laughs> oh, That's I, all you need. Then Eric and Gary agree with James Carville. Yeah. Well, James Carville agrees with Eric and Gary. Okay, on one issue. I'm sure we said it long before he did. <laughs> on one issue. We agree with the serpent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James finally came around when there was, I don't know, I guess a a real threat of the guy being the nominee. I, You know, I didn't ever see that as being real, but apparently Carville did. <laughs> well, my, my favorite James Carville experience. Mm-hmm. There we are. I'm in... Uh, Philadelphia, 2000. Yeah. Uh, Republican National Convention in right. 2000. Right. And so going from the hotel uh, to the arena where it was being held. Yeah. And so it was in the morning, and we're on a trolley. Now, every hotel room in that in the downtown area was taken up by Republicans, mm. you know, because it was a convention. Right. So in the morning, on the trolley, everybody you know, was from the convention. Mm-hmm. So there we are. We come up to this right in the middle of downtown. And there walking across the street is James Carville holding hands with his, at that time, young daughter. Yeah. Probably five or six years old. Mm. And 
people spotted Carville first. There's Carville. Let's go. And they all go to scream something at him. And they see the kid. And they all go, oh. And they say, and then they scream something at the kid no, instead. No, they were oh. very. They were. They were all. They said, oh, beautiful child. They all yelled. You know, we're all Republicans, but beautiful child. And he said, thank you very much. And then he, the very nice, very nice. It was very nice. socialist. You have there. Daddy, what's a socialist? <laughs> he did say that a couple of years ago. Remember? remember about Bernie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember how? Remember how angry he was? Oh no! We got a communist. That's, that's, that's my point. If if Carville's screaming, that guy's a communist. communist. Then we're pretty safe. Uh, uh, I do want to play this audio cut because we didn't get a chance to play this, and we've we've been playing a lot of audio cuts today because so much happened. Uh, you know, so many different <laughs> interviews being done, but I, I want to play this one just because uh, this was uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. uh, Republican presidential candidate on, on Meet the Press. Now, remember, he's a biologist. He's a Harvard biologist. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and Chuck Todd wants to talk genders, gender and sex with them, mm-hmm. right? So here we go. All right, let's play this. But below the age, age of 18, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers. You're calling for the it that, transition. but how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know, are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's a lot of scientific research out there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you've got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the last I, I go 100 back years. To this. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that yes. may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness or they're not to kill themselves, I, why take away that option? Again, it, why shouldn't it be up to the parent? So part of why parents now suddenly feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, is we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people if they don't actually take those steps. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it mm-hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is, why on earth are we going out of our way mm-hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, yeah. let's not create more of it. That's what we're doing. There you go. Good answer. Well, and and why in the world would we, as a society, allow something to, to happen that can't be reversed now at such a young right. age? And and the one thing, and, and I don't know if Ramaswamy knew where Chuck Todd was going, and I did. Mm. Chuck Todd was trying to have it both ways. He's living the old explanation. Remember, 10 years ago, the liberal radical transgender activist movement said gender and sex was separate. Mm-hmm. So gender could be on a spectrum even if sex was not. Huh. And that's what 
that's what he was, I believe that's what Chuck Todd was arguing. Now, uh, that is no longer, somehow that magically changed. Now, we had argued years ago, no, gender and sex are the same. The radical uh, transgender movement back in the late 70s started to redefine the term gender. Gender used to be sex. And then it didn't become sex so they could make their argument for like a 30-year period. And all of a sudden, I don't know, because we never got the memo, it changed when there was an absolute, the 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 absolute coming from the left that biological males should compete with biological females. Mm. Because at that point, what they were saying, gender is sex. Yeah. Right. And that's what I would have corrected Chuck Todd and go, well, wait a minute, you're talking about the old one where, where you've got social scientists. Again, you've got social scientists saying gender, their thought process may be on a spectrum. But the actual biological sex is not. But right. now, because the left wishes for men to play against women, they are admitting that their belief is gender is sex. And then you win the argument at that point because mm-hmm. that's where they've gone. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's they do think they're winning, but they're not. They're not winning with the American people. They're not winning on this surgery genital mutilation surgery with anyone. What they're saying is, we're going to do it so the child doesn't commit suicide. Yeah, you just heard him use that right there. You just heard him say that. So you're admitting there is a massive problem here. That child, if you believe they are a threat to themselves or others, should have immediate medical attention and it doesn't include elective surgery that is irreversible. I, I think that there's going to have to be, and, and this is what we have, uh, we we said all the time, the argument is really weak. And if Republicans will stand up, and just like Ramaswamy said, we've got compassion for anybody who thinks this. They're going through torture. That child is suffering. That, I don't right, have any doubt right, of that. that. That child is 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 suffering. And we go back to Josh Hawley when he was interviewing uh, the one professor from Berkeley. And he was asking the questions, you know, honestly, well, what what is this? Are you saying that are you saying that uh, outside of women, men can get pregnant? And she said, well, just by asking that question, you're being transphobic. He goes, I'm being transphobic. I'm simply asking this question. No, you're actually, you're, this is actually violent speech. What do you mean violent speech? Because because of your violent speech, we know that transgenders uh, are more likely to commit suicide. He goes, well, you don't know that because of my violent speech. There's been no correlation between that. What you're claiming is that if I don't agree with a transgender that will cause them to commit suicide. If that's the case, we have a huge mental health problem here. And you're claiming, because if your claim is right, that the natural curiosity to ask, well, wait a minute, what is this biologically? What are you trying to tell me? And are you saying that a man can get pregnant 
and you're saying yes, and if I don't agree to that, that's violent speech because if a transgender hears that, they are much more likely to commit suicide because they have 25%, and this came from the Berkeley professor, 25% try to commit suicide, well, then you've got a huge mental health crisis here that isn't going to be solved by denying people freedom of speech or locking up people for not using the proper pronouns. You don't apparently seem to care about the situation that they're in. You're simply trying to enable their thought process. And as we found out, that that's not the reason because somebody questions your pronouns that, no, that transgender commits suicide. That's bogus. that's bogus to begin with. They're just using that uh, as an initial argument that is now failing. And now they've got to backtrack to whatever they're going to backtrack to because that isn't working, and that's why it should be challenged. It should be challenged. And the, the and, and it, it's with that type of suicide rate, as stated by the radical transgender activist movement as part of their defense, shows serious mental health problems that need to be addressed and enabling their thought to me, is not the way to do that. They need a lot more professional help than I could ever grant them. But it doesn't seem like the left has any interest in actually helping them. Well, it's they call it gender affirmation. But you're not affirming right now what I think is the biggest threat to that individual. And it's suicidal thought. Right. That's what you're... You're ignoring that completely. You're not affirming. What you're not affirming is the mental health crisis. No, it's a, no, it's a great point. What, you, what you're saying is there's a suicide problem here, but we're not going to address that. We will just affirm the gender ideology as if that is the only thing that is causing that there's a direct relation between the gender. Refer- now, is it the gender? Is Could the gender affirming be causing the suicide. You don't know that. Right. Is it the enabling? Is it is it the enabling? Is it not enabling? Or does it have nothing to do with that? It is what's going on inside that person's head themselves, maybe related to where they view themselves, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, on a gender, uh, sex, you know, male or female. Mm-hmm. That may be affecting it, but what is the actual core problem? You don't seem to have any interest in getting down to that. What is causing the suffering, and how can we cause... Let's focus on the suicide first before assuming that the affirmation will stop that suicide process. Right. But they have no interest in that. None. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying, you just asking a question, a scientific question... A question out of curiosity you're causing is violence, and you're causing the suicide. And that's bogus. That's right. false. 86690-RED-EYE. Higher blends of ethanol at the fuel pumps, E15 specifically, have been in the news in recent weeks. First, the announcement in March that the Environmental Protection Agency allowed eight petitioning states to have year-round E15 sales beginning in 2024. 
As EPA Administrator Michael Reagan told lawmakers recently, We tried to ramp it up in a timely fashion to have 2023 included. And while permanent year-round E15 will not take place in those states this year, EPA Friday announced the second consecutive year of waivers of summertime E15 sales nationwide, with the administrator citing the continuing impacts of the conflict in Ukraine for the decision. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, via press release, says the waiver is another example of the expansion of affordable fuel options for consumers. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man. Everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. The other thing is there seems to be no concern from the uh, radical liberal transgender activist movement or Democrats on the so-called, quote, gender-affirming care, as we've called it, uh, in at, at times irreversible body mutilation. Mm-hmm. There seems to be uh, no concern whatsoever about those who would attempt to transition and then when they get to that point realize They've made a mistake, and they're still children at that age, and the the uh, physical and mental damage caused to those children if allowed to do something like that. Right. That seems not to be a concern at all. And so, what I liked about Ramaswamy is the the entire thing is you need if you don't debate the other side, you're never going to make your message clear. Which is there's no such thing as transphobia. There's no such thing as the transgender genocide that they say is going on. that That's all make-believe. It is about compassion for children when they have, as they call it, gender dysphoria and obviously some serious mental health issues with the number 
admitted by the liberal transgender activist movement of the number of attempted suicides. You have serious mental challenges here, mental health problems that need to be addressed before you start letting children make the decision uh, as to what they wish to do. Right. Uh, Because we as a society cannot let children uh, or any adult for a child make a decision that is irreversible. Irreversible at that age. No, absolutely absolutely not. So every other discussion with parents and doctors and everything else, as long as it's not reversible, I don't have a place in. That's between those parents, the children, the doctors, and the professionals for every single case. That is that is not my place or anyone else's. It is our place as a society. When you have adults saying, we're going to ignore the mental health issue, and we're going to campaign for something that is irreversible, that that child may, as an adult, later regret. When we are not medical doctors and we really don't understand what's going on and medical doctors really don't understand what's going on and the huge suicide rate is a very, very serious situation that you need to contemplate before you allow irreversible surgery or any type of chemical treatment that that uh, affects both the mind and the body. If as an adult they make that decision, then they can make that can decision, make decision as an adult. Right. That is a reasonable position. And Ramaswati had a, had a great because he hit both. He hit the science and he hit the compassion part of it. Yep. And it's that's that's what this entire thing is is for. You have one side that wants <clears throat> to tap the brakes and not let any adult or child make that decision for a child to do something that is irreversible and to focus primarily on the mental well-being of that child, wherever it goes. It doesn't mean that you try and talk the child out of whatever. You're just with that child to help them figure it out. Tell me where that is radical. I'll tell you where on the left. On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio, and if you're really nice, she might, Red Eye Radio. (laughs) And remember, I saw this meme over the weekend, without freedom of speech, we would not know who the idiots are. I like that. Yeah. And that's really true. I mean, that's why why we believe in freedom of speech. We want the left. and. We've stated this to anybody who's on that, you know, that tightrope going, I don't know which way to go. I don't know if I'm on the right or the left. Understand who wants to shut everybody up and ask yourself why. Why would they be afraid to debate? Why do they not want to have the argument? And we bring that up for the liberal transgender activist movement Mm. because we say that all the time. No, we can't have a discussion on it. Well, of course we can have a discussion. We have a discussion on everything. There isn't anything that we don't discuss. So uh, in a a free society. Mm. 
except religion and politics. Mm. Now, oh, I'm sorry, that's personal. <laughs> In yeah. the arena of ideas, everything is open. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Yeah. Great moment over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I just went shopping, wasn't sure what I wanted. When I was done, you know, the plastic bags, because I was at the self-checkout, because that way I don't have to, you know, socialize with anybody. Right. My preferred way. And uh, uh, put, you know, three bags full of stuff, $49.75. Mm. It's the first time I've been grocery shopping that I have been under the $50 margin, or $50 point. Oh, yeah. And so I was very excited. I was Good. so excited I put it on social media, and a lot of people complained that probably it wasn't a healthy diet if it was beneath $50. Yeah. Yeah, only the junk is cheap. I, I don't know about that, though. I um, uh, One grocery store chain sent me this email last week. It was, uh, I think it was on Thursday. And uh, they were like, well, here's some coupons that basically, you it's a digital coupon. So, you 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 know, you can hit the button and then it'll be added to your account, right, mm-hmm. automatically. Then I started competing with the discount uh, grocery stores and I thought, wow, these actually are good coupons. I was like, this is actually, I didn't, I hadn't realized, I don't know, it was probably eight or ten items on that list. And I thought, let me compare. Are they giving me a coupon that's going to make it as cheap as a Walmart or Target? Or is it actually better? Are they being more competitive? They were being a lot more competitive. And I thought, okay, first of all, I didn't... I didn't realize that those items, they weren't really things that I necessarily shop for. I was just curious about where the pricing was on things like mm-hmm. that. And even the, you know, I mean, one was a, a, a bag of chips, Doritos, a lot more expensive than I thought, even at a Walmart. I wouldn't, if you had had me guess, and I was checking the size, the exact same thing. On on each uh, from each uh, retailer, I had not realized. I didn't realize that those so many of those items. I mean, I knew because we follow inflation numbers, mm-hmm. but I had not compared like that in a okay. long time. Yeah, compared individual product from other other uh, other retailers right. and yeah. who's being competitive. And then I read the story where there are a number of now discount retailers who are getting a lot more competitive. And and looking to get, you know, which they all do, more market share away from Walmart. And Walmart right now is focusing on uh, their direct competitor, they believe, is Amazon, which is true. I have things that, that I subscribe to on Walmart, it, just like you can on Amazon. Those things were delivered yesterday in a Walmart van that's just like the Amazon van. Wow. I have never seen it before. Usually, it's if you order like delivery, the same day delivery from Walmart and other retailers, they it's somebody who is it's a, like a third party. It's it's somebody else who delivers it. Well, this is a subscription to a handful of items, and they sent me the notification. It's on the way. Your driver's on the way, and I just thought it was going to be a normal type of delivery driver, and it was a Walmart van. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to start making price comparison points now. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, and I just because I thought, okay, where is the competition? 
How much can retailers do to essentially mitigate the effect of of uh, inflation, right? And where are they competitive? And it's it's now I don't know if I went in and filled a cart, all the same items outside of those coupons that were sent to me from the other retail. If I went in and just got the things that I normally get, mm-hmm. what would the price comparison be? I don't know. I didn't do that. But it was interesting and uh, kind of refreshing to see that competition. I welcome that kind of competition. All right, competition. Commies don't like competition. <laughs> Commies want the the central planners to set the prices. Mm-hmm. We don't need, there's no reason to have dozens and dozens of different deodorants. No. no All we need, need one. is one. Yeah, We're talking about Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. It is May Day. May Day is the day that communists and socialists celebrate. Uh-huh. And over the weekend, Bernie Sanders uh, was on uh, with uh, Chris Wallace and let us know that he is a full-fledged communist when he and Mr. Wallace had this conversation going back and forth. Sir, you're saying that billionaires should not exist. So you're, are you basically saying that once you get to $999 million, yeah. that the government should confiscate all the rest? I'm saying that we should go back to a very progressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which would mean that, that after over yeah. a billion dollars, basically yeah. it all goes to the government. I, you may disagree with me. But I'm I just said, asking. Like, fine. Yeah, I think people can make it on 900 you know, $99 million. Actually, people, Sir, actually, people could make it on $10 million. Why not? If it's about what people can make it on, then why wait to $999 million? Well, I would say you can make it on 500000 So, Bernie, now that you're a multimillionaire, would you agree? Yeah. I believe you only need one home. Bernie has, what was the latest, three? Yeah. You don't need three homes. You only need one home. If how do you decide once you set a number? You know what? But the fact is, if you did that, that would mean government would control the vast majority of capital. You could not have large corporations. No, you, no. you couldn't have, for example, an Amazon come to be. No, you nope. couldn't have a Microsoft. No, nope. you couldn't have any of these companies that were started uh, by entrepreneurs could not exist. No, because the you would EV have, market would be gone. It would be the government basically controlled, right. which the, they would love. And that is, in essence, communism, when yep. the government controls the capital, which means they control the means of production. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe that definition is legit, go watch the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a commie? <laughs> Elaine asks. Are you a commie? Yes. Yeah. And then we should try to tell him. She wanted to redress him, you know, because he wore very boring colors of a communist. Right. And, you know, yeah. Just because you're a communist doesn't mean you can't dress up. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. favorite, though, the, mm-hmm. the best part of that one was when Kramer was Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, and Elaine and her boyfriend came up and he's all upset because the beard's itching him and he wants to take a break and he can't take a break. So he mm. wants a union. And then the, uh, the communist starts talking to him. And then Mickey, Mickey, who is the, his elf. <laughs> yeah. Gets, take that commie crap to the streets. 
<laughs> one of my favorite lines of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, we do have, though, a, um, but the, this is the best audio cut. Not, not of today, you know, but of the week or, or even the weekend. Yeah. But late last week. And this all has to relate to our vice president, Vice President Harris. <laughs> and uh, the word puzzle that she was involved in, word salad she was involved in last week, to let you know that it's being recognized all over the world. And when I saw this, I nearly spit up my coffee the other day because this anchor in Australia came to the exact same conclusion about Harris that Eric and I did last week. Well, Liz's story, is Kamala Harris the worst communicator you have ever heard? Absolutely. Feast your eyes on this latest word salad from the Vice President of the United States of America. I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. What is this woman smoking? <laughs> Weed. <laughs> That's what she's smoking. She's smoking weed. Oh, man. Crikey. I don't know what kind of weed they have there. And it's legal. I can smoke all they want. Is Apparently, weed? they need to maybe tone it down. Is not weed, smoke is weed is legal? So much weed? Is it legal in Australia? I think everything's legal in Australia. <laughs> I could be wrong about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I might be. I, I'm looking it up. Off. I'm looking it up right now. It remains uh, illegal to buy, sell, or gift cannabis or smoke it in a public place. Right. That's only if you get caught. <laughs> yeah. If you get caught with what cannabis, you gotta do is you're gonna die. Go in the outback. <laughs> Remember. If you ever bitten by a redneck spider, or if you ever caught with cannabis, you're gonna die. She's been smoking weed, man. Uh, you could do crimes. You, you could do an Australian Beavis and Butthead. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be great in Australia. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Uh, crikey. <laughs> 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 but even they see it yeah they do i mean that that's the pitiful part of every you know that's yeah and, and there's been a uh the especially on sky news in australia i mean <laughs> yeah. they're just yeah they're just obliterating this administration i yeah. mean they just they shake their heads going what in the hell's going on what? with the united states it's really interesting to watch that yeah, it really is interesting because we're saying the exact same things. <laughs> We've been saying it for a while. And this one's going to drive 
the world nuts. Uh, Senator Joni Ernst uh, of uh, Iowa on Sunday renewed her attack on the Biden administration and its recently announced plans requiring the U.S. military to move to an all-electric vehicle fleet by 2030. Now, we thought when this came out last week, when it really hit, that we were thinking, okay, they're talking about non-tactical vehicles. They can't be talking about tactical vehicles. Mm. We have not heard the Democrats say this is only for the fleet that is, for example, in the United States yeah. that is you non-tactical, know, non-tactical in, mm. the, in the military bases. But then again, if you look at it, overall, you would not want that. Everything becomes tactical if your country is invaded. Exactly. At that point. Right. So you, you, and, and that's how you have to view the military. You view the military that way. Uh, but uh, she's been a staunch critic of the White House push for electric uh, vehicles, which she says require lithium and cobalt, which are often mined and processed with slave labor in China or child uh, labor in the Democratic Republic of, uh, of Congo. Plus, the fact is, we don't want to rely. Think about this, because the, the most, the mind boggling thing. It was Jennifer Granholm who said it, right? Yeah. When she when she said, oh, "God, I can't believe you." Sorry, I can't believe you people in Michigan voted her to be a governor mm. at one point. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, but but uh, yeah, because your new governor is much better. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! Okay, great improvement. Uh, okay, let's. We're done. Eight six six ninety red eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Just reading this headline here. How to watch the coronation and processions on Saturday, May 6th. No, I need the headline that says how to avoid watching it because it will be everywhere. Well, why isn't Megan showing up? I mean, this bothers me as an American. What about the traditions? Saw the headline the other day <laughs> that King Charles will not be speaking to Harry at the coronation. <laughs> you guys, he left. He left. He and his wife left. They quit the family. That's, that's all you need there. Who? I don't care if they talk to each other. I just want to know how to not watch it. I plan to go sit out in the middle of a field in Oklahoma. Can you actually quit a family? <laughs> I haven't he's, been able to. <laughs> he's trying. Then he says, leave us alone and don't forget our new Netflix series. <laughs> This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.